0: Good morning and welcome to The Daily Oz. It's Thursday the 3rd of June. My name is Zara Seidler and helping me make sense of today's news is Sam Kozlowski. Making news today, COVID lockdown extended.
1: The ABC questioned about their settlement with Christian Porter.
0: Some awesome news from the UK.
1: And a chat about the pressures of press conferences in professional sport. Here's today's Daily Digest.
0: There was some pretty bad news out of Melbourne yesterday. We're not going to sugarcoat it. Victorian Acting Premier James Molino announced a seven-day extension to the lockdown after six new locally acquired cases were reported. We actually heard another case was reported in an aged care home yesterday, so we're bound to find out more about that today. There have been some changes to the restrictions, including an extended 10-kilometre radius. Year 11 and Year 12s will return to -to face-to-face teaching and there'll be an expansion on the number of jobs authorised to leave home. There's some light at the end of the tunnel for our regional Victorians. Restrictions are expected to ease from 11.59 tonight. (laughs)
1: Over to Canberra now, and the ABC is going to be called to face a second Senate Estimates Hearing about the settlement of the defamation case brought by Industry Minister Christian Porter. In this Estimates Hearing, we're likely to hear from ABC management about who initiated the settlement and why the organisation made the decision to agree with it. The defamation case, which was brought on originally by Porter against the ABC, was over the ABC's reporting of a historical rape allegation against him, an allegation he strongly denies.
0: US President Joe Biden's administration has suspended oil and gas leases in Alaska's Arctic National Wildlife Refuge. And that's a reversal on former President Donald Trump's decision to sell oil leases. The move comes after a temporary suspension was imposed on oil and gas lease activities on Biden's first day in office, all that time ago. This was done through an executive order that suggested a new environmental review was required to address possible legal flaws in a drilling program that was approved by the Trump administration. And
1: today's good news comes from the UK. They have recorded zero COVID-19 related deaths in a day for the first time in 10 months. The report comes after a national holiday, which historically has skewed some data. However, the health secretary remained optimistic, saying the vaccines are clearly working, protecting you, those around you and your
0: loved ones. Sam, I'm back from holidays. I'm rejuvenated. I've drunk a lot of wine. And now I'm ready to talk about some of the news I missed while off the grid.
1: And I'm ready to not think about the news for five minutes.
0: So one of the stories I saw quite a bit of commentary on Twitter especially about was this Naomi Osaka story. It seems like everyone has a lot of opinions about this story, but I wanted to go back to the beginning and just chat through what has actually happened in the last couple of days.
1: So here's the 30-second summary. Basically, tennis player Naomi Osaka, who is consistently one of the best players in the world, withdrew from the French Open after officials threatened to expel her because of her decision to remove herself from the press conference part of the tournament.
0: So the story moved fairly quickly. I saw on Instagram that she had posted something a couple of days ago talking about the impact of press conferences on her mental health and announcing that she wasn't going to be doing press for the French Open. For non-tennis watchers, why are press conferences important and why would they have such an impact on one's mental health?
1: So I think the best way to answer that is by playing a little bit of audio from world number one Novak Djokovic's press conference at the French Open in 2018. He's just come off the court after a loss, and this is what he had to say to reporters. A hint, the audio ends with him walking out. Here it is. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. I, I really don't know. I just came from the court. I, I don't know. Sorry, guys. I, know. I cannot give you that answer. I don't know. I cannot give you any answer. So.
0: So that doesn't make for very comfortable listening, but it's not like Djokovic or Naomi Osaka, for that matter, could have just not rocked up to their press obligations. When Naomi Osaka didn't show up, she was fined $15,000 and threatened with suspension.
1: The reason why the press conferences are a mandatory part of being a tennis player is purely for the marketability of the game, the sponsor obligations and... The TV numbers and all of those different factors come together in the post-match press conference. You've got the sponsors' logos behind the tennis players. You've got the grabs that end up in news broadcasts all over the world. And you've also got anticipation for the next game in the tournament. So tournament organisers rely on these points because tennis players won't generally talk to the media outside their hotel or before a game.
0: There are definitely two sides to this argument. Some agree with tournament organisers for finding Osaka, saying that it's part of her role description and that she can't just rock up to work and decide not to do certain parts of that. On the flip side, of course, she is openly discussing the ill mental health that these press conferences have caused and there is a lot of sympathy towards a young woman. She's 23, openly discussing how this has impacted on her existing depression and anxiety.
1: And the public discourse around this has moved super quickly. For example, the Women's Tennis Association, the WTA, which is kind of the umbrella body that oversees all four Grand Slams and the tour itself, they originally came out and said that we're thinking of banning Naomi Osaka from any other tournaments because of this attitude. Less than a day later, they've done a full 180-degree backflip and they now say that they commend Naomi Osaka for her stance and are looking for ways to further support the mental health of their tennis players. I think a key difference to think about from a sports perspective here is tennis itself. It's a very solo game. It's very character-focused. If you're a footy player in the AFL and you're not comfortable talking in front of media because of the mental health impacts, you've often got 20 or so teammates who can take those media obligations for you. It's just not the same with tennis. And that's something that world tennis is going to have to get their head around in the future is the immense pressure that players feel on the court. They take that with them to the press conference. In saying that, they're also paid hundreds of millions of dollars, so not quite sure.
0: One final note that I keep coming back to is that social media is really changing the game. So press conferences traditionally brought us into the minds of these players and understanding what they were feeling and thinking after the matches now they can just tweet it or Instagram it like Naomi Osaka has. She's reached an entirely new audience. So I wonder if these post-match press conferences will remain as important into the future as they've been in the past. We're going to be very real. It's been a shitty week for Victorians and Sam has something he thinks might lighten up your day.
1: You've got to find humour in these situations and the South Australian Chief Public Health Officer delivered a bit of advice yesterday that is really funny. Have a listen and if you're attending the game on Saturday, don't touch the ball.
0: We're looking at the seating at the moment and of course we're looking at the ball because sometimes the ball, as not that I've been to many football games, I have noticed occasionally it does get kicked into the crowd and uh, we are uh, working through the details of what that will mean. If you are at um, Adelaide Oval and the ball comes towards you, my um, advice to you is to duck and just do not touch that ball.
1: That's all we've got time for today on The Daily Oz. It would mean a lot to us if you could write a review for this podcast in Spotify or Apple. It really helps us understand how our audience is feeling and it really helps us get exposure to more listeners. Have a great day.